see what we can find today. We're in a series called The Last Days Church, or The Last Days Churches. We're going to learn from these seven churches in the book of Revelation. They were all letters written by Jesus to churches that were in existence at the time. But they're also prophetic letters, we believe. They're in the book of Revelation, a book of prophecy or things to come. And so we can learn. And uh, obviously I'm not the brightest bulb in the box, but I believe we can find out something and we can learn and we can help ourselves. Amen. Help our church. Last time I was with you was two weeks ago preaching. Last week I was here, but Pastor Steve spoke. But uh, I talked about uh, a church and I started at the end and now we're going to go back a little ways and we're going to go back and forth in these churches as they're mentioned in the Bible. But we're going to pick it up today. The Bible says... Know also that in the last days, can you say that? Last days. Are these the last days? I don't know. They feel like it. They feel like it according to my life. But, you know, in the New Testament, the apostles thought that Christ would come then. I don't know. But Christ will come again. And uh, the Bible has quite a bit to say about that. And though it's a, a subject that uh, is maybe hard to understand, but he came the first time, he will come again. And uh, this world will not be the world that you know now. God will come again. His son will come again. And we'll talk about that. But today, let's focus this way. In the last days, perilous times are coming. I would say, some of us could say, perilous times are here. But we still, we have a hard time gauging that, I think, in America, because we have it so good. You know that, right? You know that, right? You know what you have in other countries they don't have. You know that, right? And in most countries of the world, they have nothing like we have. I mean, there might be a few of the countries that we could say are similar to us, but most on this planet have no idea of the things that we have. To have an automobile? To have two or three of them? To have an actual house that you live in, not a hut? A lot of countries of the world, people live in garbage dumps. They live in garbage dumps. That's where their home is. And many of those are believers in Christ. We have it good, but, but to them, boy, they must really think perilous times are here. You hear me or not? Say. So in the last days, the Bible says the time will come when they, people, the church, religion, whatever, will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And I always thought this meant liberal preaching. It doesn't just mean liberal preaching. Okay? A lot of people go to church because they think if they go to church, that's where the money is. God's going to give them more money if they give money at church. That's, that's preaching to people with itching ears. Do you hear me or not say? Crazy stuff. People say, oh, if I go to church, that's where I'm going to get my healing. Why can't you get your healing at the house? Now, I understand. I know the, the power of the, the church and being with people. I love church. But a lot of this stuff doesn't fly. And so we want to talk about it in this series. They shall turn away their ears from the truth. Who is the truth? His name is who? I am the what? Way, the truth, and the what? Nobody does what? Comes to the Father, but by who? Me or him, Jesus says. So he's the truth. These last days, people will be turning their ears away from the truth. And they'll be turned to what? Fables. And that's what's happening in our world today. So, nine known attributes of the church we studied two weeks ago. I want to hit them one more time. It was the Laodicean church. Let's hit them one more time. 
It was the judging church. Can you say that out loud with me? The Laodicea church was the what? The judging church. You might say, well, why, why do you say that? Well, that's what the word means. It was a judging church. Is that sort of what happens at church? Say yes or no. <laughs> I mean, if you, I mean, judges that are on the bench should have to go to church to learn how to judge. I'm telling you right now, it's crazy. We don't want that here. Say it out loud. We don't want that here. Can we say it louder like you mean it? We don't want that here. Okay? We don't want to judge you. I'm screwed up. You're screwed up. End of story. We both need Jesus. We both are falling short of His glory. We both need help on our walk with Christ. Okay? We're not rubber stamping bad behavior. We don't want to do that. We don't have to judge you. Okay? We don't want to be a judging church. Nine things. They judged people. They were proud. That usually goes hand in hand. You'll never be a great judge unless you're full of pride. Okay? That's a prerequisite. We learned this before. They doubt or change the Word of God. This church. We don't want to be this church. They diminish or what? Deny Christ. You can go to these services and not hear how to be saved, not hear about Jesus. It's crazy. They choose money over who? Or the way they talk about money hinders people from coming to Christ. They are sinful rather than righteous. And sinful doesn't always mean, you know, uh, smoking and drinking and chewing and running around with the girls that do all that. It doesn't mean that. We always think sin's like that. Sin is, it, sin is a lot more than that. And I tell you one thing, if you are proud, if you are proud, the Lord will not hear you. I'm telling you. We can see in the scriptures, he, he had all kinds of conversations with sinners, but when people were full of themselves, it was like, it was, it just can't get through that. That's a big sin, man. They choose blindness over forgiveness. This was this church. They are left behind and they are bound for hell. Did you hear me or not? Isn't that what we want to be? We don't want to be a part of this. Can you say that? We don't want to be a, Part of this. That's not right. So, let's learn today. Let's flip the table and let's look at it from a whole other side. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. And I, I included in the, in the first church that we did on Laodicea, though I speak with the tongues of men of angels, have not love, though I give my body to be burned, etc. That first part of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Because if you have love, you're nothing. Do you hear me or not? Yes or no? Well, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do... You're nothing. If you don't have love, you're nothing. And then I wanted Roger to give us these verses today, and he did, these next four verses. Okay? Love. Love suffers long and is kind. This is what this church right here, Fellowship Church, needs to be this right here. Did y'all hear me? We need to suffer. I can't believe they said that. Give them a break. All right? 
Can't believe they did that. You done it. Come on, man. We can suffer longer than we think we can with folks. Love suffers long is kind. Love envies not. Love puffs not itself up or vaunts itself. Doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeks not her own. Is not easily provoked. Thinks no evil. Love doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but it rejoices in truth. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love, love endures all things. Say that part with me right there. Love never, one more time, love never fails. But you know what? Prophecies, they'll fail. Preaching, you name it. Tongues. Huh. Most of that's a failure, period. What I see. You got a good tongue and you can speak with it. Won't you speak with it? And tell people you love them and care for people and share the gospel with people. Lift people up and encourage people. They shall cease, the Bible says. Whether there be knowledge, it'll vanish away. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. But love never what? All right, y'all right so far? All right, it don't take me long to make you look like you've been shot. Here we go, come on. Let's go with it, Raj. Let's look at this next church. Here we go. And we're going to look at several now. There's seven of them. This is number two. Not in order either. The loving church. The first church we studied was the what? The, the judging church. Can you say that with me? The first church we studied was the what? The This one, the loving church. Or the church at Philadelphia. Okay? Keep going. Yeah, you can be quiet over there. I'm telling you right now. As far as a church, we're not taking the cue, our cues from the city of Philadelphia. I tell you that right now. Okay, that's for sure. I'm telling you, I hate to be ugly about your town there, but anyway, here we go. The Church of Philadelphia. Let's read together. Here, I'll read it for us. And to the angel or the messenger, remember this letter is coming from Jesus. Of the church at Philadelphia, right, these things says he that is holy. Man, I'm having the hardest time. It's like they moved the screen on me, but they didn't. It must be me. <laughs> this must be what vertigo looks like or something. Like, come on, here we go. So to the church at Philadelphia, right, these things says he, this is Jesus, that's holy. He's true. He that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. You might wonder, I'm going to say it again, why did Fellowship Church stay open during a pandemic? Why did we stay open during COVID? Why did we not close? Pastor, what was the thing that caused you to keep the church open? Two verses in the Bible. That was one of them. Put it back up, Raj. He that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. That's one of the reasons we kept this church open. Yeah, but they're telling you you should shut the churches. He didn't tell me to shut the church. Okay? Somebody else did. Okay? That's the way it was. All right? That doesn't make me better than somebody else, but it means that, that Scripture touched my heart. And I've studied the book of Revelation many times. That was embedded in me. I couldn't be at home. No way I could be at home. And have our church shut down. When all hell's breaking loose and people need hope and people need help. Doesn't make a dime's worth of sense to me. It's the dumbest thing. But that's my strong opinion. 
There was another verse, and if we get a chance, it's in the message. We'll tell you what that other one was. There was two of them that guided me. The church at Philadelphia. So, the word Philadelphia means, say it with me, my brother, the love of brothers. Or they call Philadelphia the city of what? Or the city you can get shot in today. Oh, yeah. The city you can get your car torched. Do you hear me or not? But unfortunately, did you know that can happen in churches? We shoot with the mouth. You know, we torch people. We, I mean, we just all, you know, church is awful. We don't want to be that. You hear me or not? That's not, that's not what this is all about. The, it's, the, the, the word Philadelphia literally means the love of brothers and sisters. That's what you should have here at Fellowship Church. You should have that. You should feel loved. And I, and I know if you've come for a few times, you might have been coming for a while and you still feel like an outsider here. Man, I hate that. I don't want that for you. I want you to feel like you matter and that you're, you're loved. I want you to come talk to me. I want to I hug you or know you or do something. But that's why we have the hospitality. That's why we do the things that we do. That's why we have the grief share and the things on Wednesday night. That's why we have the Bible studies. Ronnie's Bible study, he don't just get up and just talk. I'm going to come listen to Ronnie. No, 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 no. They love each other. They care for each other. And it gives you an opportunity, yeah, to chat back. And that's what we do. And our other Bible studies are like that. We care about you. You hear me, yes or no? This really matters right here. So, love. Jesus says to this church, I know your works. He knows our works. Behold, I've set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. For you have a little strength, and you've kept my word. Wow! And you've not denied my name. That's a big old statement right there. This church, you don't have a lot of strength, but you've kept my word. And you've not denied my name. You haven't started making crap up. Behold, I'll make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do what? Lie. Behold, I'll make them come and worship before your feet. And I don't understand all this, but I like it. And watch this. And they're going to know that I what? That I loved you. Because you've kept the word of my patience, I will keep you from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast that which you have, that no man take your crown. Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Now, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I'd like just to break this down a little bit. This is a church that loved. Amen? And a lot of, a lot of great things were said. A lot of deep things were said, but let's just check it out, Rod. See what we can find. What this church looks like. Okay, we looked at the other one, 
And I just want to just go through several things that, that were said right here. What this church looks like. Well, it's a loving church. It's a loving church. It's a loving church. Their name literally means that. They're a loving church. They receive no condemnation from Jesus. Out of seven churches, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, only two out of the seven churches didn't receive condemnation from Jesus. You will never go wrong by loving people. Did you hear what I just said? You will never go wrong by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and loving your neighbor as yourself. I'm not saying you're going to be a perfect person. But if you put your effort toward loving Jesus Christ and loving people, you will never go wrong by doing that. May you be hurt by doing that? Sure. Sure. May some people not receive it? Sure. But you and him are going to be on the same page. You love him and you love them. You love him and you love them. And God will bless you. He's not going to condemn that ever. You hear me or not say, if somebody hurts you in a marriage and you choose to forgive and you choose to love, God is going to bless you for that. Did you hear me or not say, but we do the opposite. I do it as well. Something little bad can happen, something going on. And you know what? We can get so bent out of shape. Is that the truth, yes or no? God wants this for our life. He wants us to love Him, and He wants to, us to love them even when it hurts. Say that with me. Even when it what? Even when you ain't got much strength. Even when you just got a little patience left. Because that's what this church did. And so if you're going to be loving, number one, you need to be what? Humble. I don't know about you. When I've had fights with people, from my wife to other people, you, you name it, it's not because I was humble. I'm just being humble as I'm, and, and I'm, I'm talking to you like a dog right now. Yeah, I'm humble. It's not the way it works. Love is humble. This church was a humble church. You can see this church was one of Jesus' all-time favorite churches. And he, uh, I mean, they didn't have a lot of strength. It don't sound like they, remember the church at Laodicea had a lot of riches and they, their money. Remember all that? Did it say they had any of this? No. They didn't have much strength, little patience. I mean, they just had, they had some patience, but what they had, they were using it for his good. So this church was a church that believes God's Word, period. Did you know God's Word is good enough without us making stuff up? Yes or no? Do you know that? Yes or no? God's Word is good enough without me putting a show on every Sunday at the end of the service and me popping you in the head. The only popping I want to do is hit somebody in the mouth, okay? I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. But no, honestly, honestly, guys, really, really, really. Okay, I don't have electricity coming through my fingers, okay? Did y'all hear me or not? Is that too hard on you today to tell you the truth? Believe God's Word. That's enough! I don't want to come to church where i got to make crap up. I don't want to do that. I want help is what I need. I need encouragement. This church confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. He was it. He was it. When you found Jesus, you found everything. When you know Him, you have eternal life. You have it all when you know Jesus. Well, what about all these others? 
They ain't going to give you a dime's worth of nothing. He is, he is everything. This church was faith-driven. Faith-driven. Faith-driven doesn't, doesn't mean so much what the church has made it today. You've got to have enough faith you're going to get that new house. Have that faith to get that new car. <sighs> faith is loving and caring even when you're weak, when you don't have the strength. Faith is keeping your faith and your trust in Him and your eye on Him. It's believing Him. Regardless of how hard it gets, God is good. No matter whatever happens, He's faithful. Did you hear me or not? If I don't get another thing, if I didn't have another thing, God's been good to me. How many would say that? Yeah, praise the Lord. How many would say that? If I didn't get another thing, another thing. I have eternal life with Jesus Christ, my Lord. I have that. Okay? But I've got so many things that He's blessed my life with. Faith-driven. Righteous and pure. Righteous and pure. Doing the right thing. Being a person in a church that wants to do the right thing. We don't want to hurt people. Got it or not? Why do we take an offering the way I take it? And some people probably criticize me for the way I do it. I don't know. But I don't want to come off as ever taking people. Did y'all hear me or not? Are y'all clear on that? Pretty clear, yes or no? Because when I went to church with my mama, the night she was drunk, we're going to church in the morning. I cussed her out, didn't want to go. I was almost 16 years old, big as I am now. And I walked. We didn't have a car. The only reason I went was to keep some preacher from taking our last dollar. I have never forgotten that. Did they know? But that was sure inside of me. And I bet if it's inside of me, it's inside of some of y'all. So we try to pull the rug out on Sunday and say, you know what? No. No. We want to do things right and pure. Do you hear me? If people ever bring an accusation against this church, like, you know, they're about your money, and people say that, did you know what? They're wrong. And he knows they're wrong. This church was saved. This was a saved church. They put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and no one else. They were following Him. This is a good church. You hear me? Yes or no? Amen. So let's continue on. The loving church, the church of Philadelphia. We're not done, but that's a lot that was said in that little passage about this particular church. So now I'd like to just go on from that. How how, How are we supposed to be in the last days? Well, we're supposed to be a church just like this. You hear me or not? And so number one, we're to do what? Say it out loud, but we're to what? Love people. That's why you're here. That's why Jesus left us. We're to love people. I'm supposed to go take their money. What are we, what are we doing? <clears throat> we're supposed to love people. Love them everywhere. In your house. The restaurant, at Publix, everywhere you go, we're to be loving people. Yes or no? We're to love people. When you don't love, guess who's wrong? You is. Okay? We're to love people. 
And the Lord make you to increase and, and abound in love one to another and toward all men, even as we do toward you, to the end that he may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father. Read that last part with me. At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. In the last days, the church needs to love more than it ever has. Y'all with me or not? That's who we're going to be. I talk about that love all the time. That's why I don't get up here and bash America every Sunday. Do you hear me or not? I could get me a big Republican crowd coming here, and I'm a conservative. Nobody's more conservative than I am. I honestly believe that. But I'm going to preach Jesus here and not bash Joe Biden every weekend. I can do that my other days. How about that? Okay? You hear me? And I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. It's so easy to do that. It's easy to point the finger at government, isn't it? That's easy. Preach the Word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke with all long suffering. Not preach this politic crap every week. Y'all hear me or not say, you know where I stand. And some people don't like it because I'm a conservative. Well, good. Now you know who I am. But I choose Jesus over any of that. And I want to to preach him. Got it? We can say we love people, but if we leave them lost, man, we leave them lost. We got to tell people about the Lord that he loves the snot out of them. We got to love people, man. Number two, last days. Well, we learned this from the first one. At this church, we're not to do what? Therefore, judge nothing before the time when the Lord what? You definitely don't want to be judging in the last days. And regardless, if he's coming or not soon, I don't know. But I know I'm going soon. And you going soon. And I don't want to see him with some judging I just did. I don't want to do that. He's going to, he's going to bring to light the hidden things of darkness. He's going to make manifest the counsels of the heart. And then every man, and then shall every man have praise of God. We're not to judge people. Number three. Look at this one. What's a loving church supposed to look like? It's supposed to be an active church. Look at this. Be active in your church fellowship or be active in fellowship church. <laughs> you might wonder, Clark, why did you leave? Why did you keep the church open during the pandemic? And we got criticized for that. Here's the scripture. Let us consider one another to provoke unto what? Love and what? Good works. Uh-oh. Here's the scripture. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day of the Lord appearing. I can't tell you the number of people. When that pandemic thing happened, people are like, is this the last days? I don't know. But I know one thing. If it is... The doors are open. That's just not hard math, is it? And people are, well, you don't care. You can give people diseases. Listen, I ain't giving nobody nothing but open doors. They can go to Walmart. You can fly on a stupid plane. I told the lady one day, she got on to me. I got my mask on on the plane. We're all masked up. About to hot to death. But it's funny, if you order a drink from them, if you order a drink from them, you can take your mask off. So I'm going to tell you right now, I ordered several of them. 
And I sat there with a straw in my mouth. And I got busted for it. I got busted for it. Sure, you got to put your mask on. And I said, ma'am, you a grown woman. You know how stupid you sounding, right? Half the plane ain't got the mask on. It's supposed to travel 20 or 30 feet, but just me going, whatever. But you busted me. You know what she said? You're right, but if I don't, I'll lose my job. And you know what? I didn't mind putting it on because she told me the truth. Man, it's crazy. So anyway, I still get a little hot and bothered by all that. Uh, I was out in Dallas for a meeting this week, and buddy, it was 107 degrees. 107 degrees in Dallas. What it felt like, it ain't as hot like human-wise as here. And I got to quit because I'm talking too much. But, but I was out there, and it felt like if I'd have stayed there, right there, and not moved, I would have cooked. I mean, I think I would have literally cooked. It was that hot. But I even saw a couple of people in 107 degree weather. And I almost had to salute them. Because you got, I say something, I, mean, I can't even breathe, and you're doing that, you got my love and admiration. <laughs> I'm sorry for being ugly. Here we go. I'm terrible. Hopefully they're leaving because they don't like me. I don't know. Number four, loving church. Loving church. Listen, if you really love in your church, remember Jesus' death and resurrection daily. Especially through communion. Why did I put that? Well, look at the scripture. It talks about communion. Then it says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he what? Till he comes again. The last day's church is to be a loving church. We'll be a church that loves Jesus, loves his death, loves his resurrection. It's not ashamed of it, but we celebrate it. Amen? Be committed to living for Jesus Christ. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and dead at his appearing and at, at his what? Appearing his coming in his kingdom. Preach the word. I just said it. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Be committed. This church needs to remain committed to living for Christ and preaching Christ and preaching his word and doing the right thing. Y'all hear me or not? Say, this is what a loving church looks like. Number six, make the things of God a priority in your thinking. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on this earth. This is a loving church. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, here it is, who is our life, shall what? Appear, then you shall also appear with him in glory. This is how a church is to be in the last days. Loving, and what does loving look like? It looks like this. Number seven, keep short sin accounts. That's what we want at this church. I want that for you. I want that for me. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall what? Appear. You may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. So keep short sin accounts. If we confess our sin, he's what? Faithful and just. We want to be that kind of church to people, to ourselves. It's not right. Okay? God wants us to be right with Him. Number eight, share the message of Jesus Christ with family and friends. This, if we're going to be the church that loves Jesus and loves people, well, yeah, I can't talk about Jesus. Listen, friend. Listen, friend. You've got to, you've got to, get, you've got to get with the program. 
Okay? Now look, if you're shoving it down their throat, no, but love never fails. You be humble. You be patient. You love them. You be long-suffering. And you see if you can't share Christ with your family and friends. They'll listen to you, but they're not going to hear you from a haughty, lofty position of pride. But we need to do this. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Boom, pop it up. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and the eternal life of some have compassion, make a difference. Some you save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment that's spotted by the flesh. Different ones we reach. We have to do it a different way, but love is the key regardless. Amen? Number nine, comfort and encourage one another. That's what a church does. That's what a loving church is to do. We're to comfort and we're to encourage one another. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, the rapture, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Talking about last days, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So you say that last verse with me. Wherefore what? Comfort one another. This is what a church does. I know I'm trying, running over you like a bus, ain't it? Last one. Patiently anticipate the return of Christ. That's what a loving church does. I'm going to call down the coming of Jesus. No, you ain't. How about you just love people? How about do your job? And he'll come when he comes. You hear me or not? Say. And also, why not think this way? Aren't you glad that Jesus was long-suffering with you? How many, if there was a time in your life, if you'd have died, you'd have gone straight to hell? Can I say something? Straight to hell. Well, won't Jesus come? Won't Jesus come? I understand. Even so, come quickly, Lord. I saw that. I see that in the Bible. But the bottom line is, when you love people, you might be a little more long-suffering and want the Lord to, hey, would you have mercy on them? Would you not come back right yet? Because I, you know what I mean? I'd love to have that. I want more of that kind of love. I want the Lord to come back, but I know I'm going to be with Him eventually. But I want my loved ones to be saved. I want my friends, my family. Did I lose you on that kind of thinking? So we anticipate his return, but look at this. Be what? Be patient, therefore, brethren, to the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Thank God he waited for us. Amen? And he's long patience for it until, until, uh, until he receives the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord is doing what? It's drawing nigh. Now we're done today, Raj, with the message. What do we see? I think we're done, done. The loving church. That's what I want to be. Now, I didn't spend a ton of time going over everything about Philadelphia. I wanted to make sure we understood a little bit more about what I meant by love. Amen. But this was a church that received no condemnation from the Lord. Even when they were suffering, even when they, they had little strength, they loved Him and they loved people. And that's the church I want to be. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Loving.